Hello, friends, and welcome to the Right Away Podcast. It is October 1st, 2022, as we are recording. I'm Chris Kane with my co-host, J.P. Reinfleck. And after an unintentional two-week break, we are back. And we did post on the website that we were not dead, but what happened was we were getting ready to record for two weeks because I was going on vacation. But I was on deadline, and I was afraid that I was going to combust if I tried to fit everything in. So I said to JP, hey, can we not record? We'll record a tiny little bit that says, oh, this is what's happening. And then I didn't do that. I did meet my deadline, and then I went on vacation. Vacation was lovely. And I managed to not 100% not work the entire week, but 100% not work the entire time I was not visiting friends when we were like on my first full vacation as an adult with no other adults who I know knew with me. Um, Not visiting anyone, just going somewhere and enjoying it. Because I like spent one day when I like sent my edits from my one editor to my other editor and sent an email like that's the amount of work I did the entire week which is the least amount of work I've done I think on any vacation ever so that was quite an accomplishment and then promptly after I got back I got like the post vacation crud that knocked me out (laughs) for an equivalent of four days three days of being down for the count one day of recovery and then yesterday, anxiety day of OMG, so much has been let go in the last three weeks. And the worst part of all of that sickness is that I messed up my pre-order for my third German book. I was in the process of uploading it feverish and then didn't finish uploading it on its deadline day. And so I'm currently not able to post pre-orders, start new pre-orders. It seems to let me continue to keep my existing pre-orders for other books that are Mm -hmm. upcoming. That's good. Thank goodness. So I have six months to convince them to give it to me, give it back to me. But the German pre-order was a wash. I lost all of those and my momentum, but I did just go ahead and say F it and uploaded the book four days earlier than I intended to. And haven't done anything with it except just let it sit there and exist. But it is what it is. So how's your three weeks been? Yes. It's been really good. So I can't remember when days were, but I went on vacation in Montana and felt minorly guilty because I wasn't doing as much work as I guess I should have. But at the same time, it felt wonderful. It was wonderful to be out in nature, wonderful to take a break. Sometimes that is just important. And then I got back and... It took me a couple days, but I'm like really on track or more on track than I normally am with producing stuff. So with the project with Abe, book two is with editor. Book three is with beta readers. So I don't have to touch any of those because book four is being drafted. So I've actually been working on the Published in Six project and decided I wanted to turn that into a Vela, which I intend to release. I'm looking at dates here to try and decide. Probably the 16th of October, because that's mid-October on a Sunday, which is a good day to release Vela's. And so I'm really excited. I have six episodes written and they're fun. They're weird. They're quirky. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for things. Things are going well. Yay. 
my brain's still like back in July, and I'm like, you've got plenty of time. And then no. I look at the look at my little clock on my calendar. It's like October first. I'm like, but how did that happen? Yup, yup. I think I. I still have the mentality that I want to release two episodes a week, releasing the first six on that week and then two the following week. But I'm probably going to slow that down to maybe do a one and a two so that I release one one week to the next week. Just have a weird flow like that just because I want to, because I don't care. This is a fun, fun time. This is my own project. I don't have anyone else that's dependent on it. So it's all for my fun experimentation. And I also created an AI cover for it and I liked the AI cover for it. And then I was like, "Mm, I don't want the bar to entry. And I feel like what I could create would still be a step lower than like a cover designer. So I ended up going with a hundred covers. I still don't have the design back yet, but I'm really excited to see what that turns out to be. Me too. Yeah. Okay. So this week we are talking about intuitive writing with Tara, which we've covered. I think it was almost a year ago Mm -hmm. um, when we did some episodes on short story with Tara, some spreads. And I think I wanted to start out by not getting into the specifics of the cards because we talked about covering like what the different types of cards were but more on how we use tarot uh at times when we are writing so last time we set ourselves a challenge to do a three card spread for our three story method points which are uh conflict choice and consequence and use those three cards and their meanings to kind of build up the idea for a story yeah the other thing we did is we pulled some character inspiration cards for those where did you want to start this conversation i think in the broader sense of what are we defining as intuitive writing versus non-intuitive writing just for those that may not know the difference um maybe that's a good place yeah and i I know that there are a lot of people out there teaching intuitive writing that I haven't looked into who might have quite different definitions and perhaps more accurate definitions than I have. I think for me is intuitive is different than like stream of conscious for me because I use a prompt um, Mm -hmm. or a series of prompts. And I think that a lot of people would disagree with me on that. And that's this is just personal definitions. There's no actual definition here. We're just saying what the framework for our discussion is. That's what it is for me. How about you? I found one thing that someone was talking about. I don't remember where it is, but they were talking about conceptual writer versus intuitive writer. And Mm. that really came down to like pantsing versus plotting, but maybe using different terms. But conceptual is someone that's able to plan things ahead of time or have that structure or framework. So like what you're saying, even prompts create the structure framework Mm -hmm. ahead of time whereas an intuitive writer they go with the feel or the flow um another thing that i found really interesting with some of the discussions i was reading is that intuitive writers may not be linear in the form that they write whereas conceptual writers will usually they have a plan they move forward to the next scene and the next whereas an intuitive writer may write a scene at the beginning of the story in the middle and in the end to follow a flow or a theme that they're trying to convey and then go back sort of like they're creating this mosaic by focusing on different aspects of it 
That sounds so chaotic to my brain. Like Very that, chaotic. Like I. <laughs> That's not how I'm ever going to write, but that sounds wonderful for someone. Yeah, I have always been a linear writer. Mm-hmm. Like occasion, like the most non-structural or non-linear I will be is when I have to go back and add a scene, like yeah. later on. Yeah, I think in that aspect. I'm not that kind of intuitive writer, but I really do like the aspect of using tools like tarot and whatnot to drive the intuition or the chaos back into a story that may not be imposed by any external storytelling. And by that, I mean, like, if I'm trying to come up with a story about young adult urban fantasy, in my head, I'm going to start conceptualizing different movies, different stories, and I'm going to be building a story that's same but different. But when I start introducing aspects of chaos, like tarot, then I'm pulling potential themes that have nothing to do with urban fantasy, but it pulls on a string that I can add into the storytelling. I like that. So since last time we talked about using tarot with our writing, we focus far more on the conceptual and like creating a structure. Let's talk about how we use tarot when we're already in the flow of writing a story. Um, Say you've got your like your five chapters in. Maybe you have a structure, maybe you don't, but you hit a roadblock. What are some ways that we can bring in this chaos, bring in this intuition and try and overcome that roadblock, that writer's block, whatever it is, with some tarot. Yeah. So with the Vela piece that I'm going to be working on, or that I am working on, I originally wrote it from one point of view and decided I needed three because of the way that the story is. And by doing that, I've made more space. I've made more of the ability to hone in on a certain character, go through an aspect of their life that I hadn't planned out for. So what I want to do with tarot is when I get to the scene where I'm like, okay, I don't know what the hell this person's going to do. I want to pull a card and I want to look at that card and I want to use that card to deliver a scene that will become the next Vela episode. I love using tarot in that aspect because it helps me create something that I had no intention or plan for. But yes, I will actually be doing that probably for the next scene that I write. So one of the things I love about tarot is the artwork. And this, I think, is part of where the intuition can come in. Because you don't necessarily have to know like the meanings of the cards to find use in a tarot deck with mm-hmm. pictures on it. A lot of people who do tarot will, and not everyone for sure, um, but there's a good strong movement that believes more in strictly intuitive reading. When you see the card, know the name, see the images on it, what comes to mind. You can do that with tarot too. You don't have to like know the meanings of the cards. I'm too, too book-based and too like rules and lists minded to do full intuitive, but I that's one of the reasons I like having multiple tarot sets is that I can reach for a set that might have artwork that's more in line with the question I'm trying to answer. So I have 
three decks on hand right now. One is the Madame Clara's that you have, and that one is a little steampunky, cozy, but like dark cozy. One is the Wild Unknown, which is very nature-based, stark, and bright at the same time. A lot of black and white and a lot of like splashes of rainbow colors. And then the last one is very colorful, very people-focused, and that is my light seers and so i can pick depending on which artwork i think will help inspire um me like am i having a like a relationship question then i might want to use my light seers to see like what characters and what kind of situations pop up in the card i pull um Am I wanting to question something more abstract? Then maybe I go for one of the other decks or I think there's something hiding in the woods, like, you know, pull from any of the decks, um, whatever one's closest. Um, I find that can be super useful as well. Yeah, I actually, I usually stick with one deck at a time. I don't know why I have so many, but I've been playing around with the Alleyman's Tarot um, because it is madness. It's like over 140 cards a normal tarot deck has 78 and it was a kickstarter and they basically worked with a ton of different tarot artists and they took one card from each deck and they built the standard deck they added in strange things for example madame clara she has buttons needles things that aren't the average like sword wands and whatnot so they basically have this like weird suit they have a whole other arcana they have a whole other just whatever i don't even know but it's really fun to use because the images are anything and everything from like horror creepy like sometimes just like terrifying images to like fun happy cute images and everything in between and I actually i used this last week when i was talking with my co-writer and i was like hey we're in this stage for our current main series, but we know that we want to do a ton of different spinoffs and different trilogies that kind of function in the same world. Let me write the one of the trilogies, and I pulled out tarot cards for the trilogy, and I had an idea in my head that it was going to be relatively dark, and that Alleyman's Tarot definitely did not... Um, disappoint disappoint that's the word i was looking for it was like almost all of the dark and depressing cards in the whole deck and it was actually really interesting because from the way that i interpreted it it was starting out in a way that i wouldn't normally start a story but i think that it would it's going to lead to something very interesting and very different than what i would have gone with and i'm excited for it yes i'm currently in love with the alley man's tarot delightful now, are you using it for anything more than just planning the scenes in writing the novella? Normally, that's really all that I use that for. I have been playing around with the AI generative art for ideas and for thoughts and ways to build the world that I have in my head to create an image that I can then use as like a starting off point. And I think that's a really good tool. Like there's Mid Journey and Dolly 2, which are both really wonderful. And you get a couple free things for anyone listening that you can play around with. And basically you could type in where you're stuck. Victorian era garden party uh, murder. <laughs> you could type that and then it, you'd get these generative things. And maybe something sparks an idea in your head. Maybe it's 
image of a scene where someone's holding a dagger behind their back and now you have something to start off with. But I've been really enjoying using generative art to get an idea for my characters, what they look like, and maybe even some of the scenes that I want to play around with. I will use specific questions if I'm feeling stumped on a point of inspiration or need I'm lacking finding the interest in a scene. Um, and we did talk about these some in our previous episodes with the short stories um, where we can ask what is this character afraid of or what happens in the scene that is surprising. You can really ask yourself any question and pull a card and see what comes to mind for you with that card because what I find is the usefulness of tarot or any um, I've tried I tried to order Methulu, I don't know like once or twice to get it and to get it here to Costa Rica which is a uh, a storytelling based card deck it is made for generating ideas um, and it failed to get here and I was just absolutely sad so sad JP is showing off his and I'm ignoring him there's also jealous. an app on your phone that does the same thing by oh Methulu. shit I forgot about that I should You're check welcome. it. I was like, I should have access because I bought it, but I didn't get the card set, and there's probably a little code. Anyways, regardless, I'm gonna I, if I talk about it anymore, I'll be better. I think anyway, it's free. <laughs> but I feel like, do you have access to all the expansions? Because I feel like I had access from what I ordered. I don't remember. I don't yeah. use the app. Anyway, those of us not living in the northern Americas. Um, are not so lucky. Any kind of cards, like image-based inspiration can be really useful for this because the the importance is not always like what the card specifically stands for, but what you understand the card stands for combined with your understanding of the story, combined with the whole back archive of your brain, mm -hmm. and then whatever connections your intuition, your subconscious pulls together and puts in front of you. Like that's 100%. the power of this. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. And that's why it doesn't have to be tarot. It can be the Methulo deck. It can be story engine. It can be almost anything. The whole idea is to get that spark moving so that your subconscious is working with all the stuff that you've been trying to figure out and hopefully give you a spark to get going. One of the things I really like to do uh, is the Pomodoro stuff because it gets you into that flow state of writing. And I really think that if you were to pull a card during the break or during the moment you're just about to start, look up what that kind of meaning is and then force yourself, for those that can do Pomodoros, force yourself to sit down, put that timer on and start writing after having looked at that tarot card. Because the idea is that you might get into that flow state. You might be able to get those words out that you may or may not have been stuck on before. But that's why I love Pomodoro so much is because I can just keep producing. And for some reason, Pomodoro works for me that way. I agree. Well, for our dear listeners, I'm curious if you all have used anything specifically for inspiration. I know some folks who browse Pinterest for very similar purposes that we've talked about here. So I'm curious what you all have used to help um, you dig into that intuition and spark ideas that may not have been what were in your plan from the get-go. Mm -hmm. Also, tell um, me your tarot decks so that I can probably collect decks. them. 
because yeah, I have a he'll, problem. Yeah, he'll buy them all. I was just thinking the other day that if I wanted to buy you a board game for like your birthday or something, I couldn't say, hey, have you heard about this cool new board game? Because then you would just go fucking buy it. I would have no. to message someone else in your house and ask, hey, does JP have this board game? They would ask me though, because they don't know. I wondered if that might be a sticking point. All right, you're frustrating. Anyways, thank you all so much for being here. At the beginning of the year, we pulled uh, a year spread. So one card for every month, plus one card for the year to guide our business reflections. And we're about to record our reflections for September and discuss what October looks like. If you would like access to that and many other of our back episodes of our, especially our business talks, about writing and business, you can check us out on www.patreon.com slash podcast. And one last reminder, we are going to be doing a series on marketing upcoming. I think next week we're going to talk a little bit more. Well, we don't know. We might talk a little bit more about um, some of the specific things in tarot that we did not discuss in our major arcana um, discussions, um, but we might jump straight into marketing. JP and I are gremlins of chaos. We try to keep it contained, but th- I'm warning you, there's there's an either or here. So we will yeah. see you all next week. <laughs> Talk to you later.